This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, so you don't have to worry about monthly hosting fees. It has built-in creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can record and edit using your favorite audio recording software and upload it straight to Anchor. Anchor will also distribute your podcast, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Pocket Casts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and Anchor will even match you with advertisers as your audience grows. So if you're interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is a pretty great place to start. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H. OR.FM to get started. Go to whoring jail and possibly real jail. Coat. I'm Suzanne. And I'm Madison. I actually don't know what order I'm going to post these. But um, today, I decided I'd do what I do best and complain for an hour. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. So I was like putting together notes for like a potential future episode in case we needed like a backup or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder how much I can write about shows I don't like. <laughs> Apparently, quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, who? Listen. So the title of my note started out with anime that started bad and ended bad or something. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Anime that is bad and stayed bad. Number one, X-Arm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Actually, <laughs> you're not about to tell me that it got any good. No. No. Oh, thank no, God. Okay. Of course not. Huh. You have me <laughs> um, worried. <laughs> no, I I feel like for that kind of title, Sword Art Online should be on this list. It should be stuff that like I like actually watched all the way through uh-huh. for some reason and still thought was bad. But for some reason, I have stuff on here that's like, I think I just picked stuff that's popular, but I don't like so, you know. So the episode, we get canceled for real, I guess. Yeah. You know, the first year of the podcast. Yeah, we haven't already gotten canceled for uh, all of the other hot takes we've given. Well, we haven't done the uh, the Attack on Titan episode yet. So oh, that's going to be... That's going to be rough. But <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely cut down the show to only people we know. Yeah, I mean, who else was listening to us in the first place, so... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we'll start with the show called The Reflection. Have you heard of The Reflection? Absolutely not. Okay, that doesn't surprise me. So, quick summary. After an event called The Reflection, people in all parts of the world suddenly discover that they have superpowers. Some become heroes, some become villains. And the show is kind of about, like, how did The Reflection happen? What was the cause of it? What do we do now that random people have superpowers like how do we control that how do we begin to understand what's happening 
do we set new rules for this? Mm-hmm. So it's co-created by Stan Lee oh. and Hiroshi Nagam- Nagahama. I found out that like Stan Lee was one of the producers, and I was like, how have I not heard about this? Yeah. And Nagahama isn't a stranger either. Like He directed Mushishi, The Flowers of Evil. He directed the Uzumaki the TV show or movie that's coming out. Uh, it was supposed to come out 2020, but got pushed back to 2021. Mm-hmm. So Mushishi is like a critically acclaimed anime. Like, yeah, it's not like super popular, but it's very well done and very beloved by people who have seen it. Um, so the reflection has a really interesting concept. Yeah, it is cool to think about if people woke up tomorrow with superpowers, like how would they react? Mm-hmm. But somehow it's. It's so boring. It's so fuck. I fell asleep on the couch watching it. Jesus. Like, <laughs> the art style is weird. So it has this kind of like comic booky art style with very flat colors and very minimal shading. Mm-hmm. But even as a comic book style, it still kind of feels like the final draft before they added shading and detail. So like, it's a cool idea, but it just feels unfinished. Yeah. And it just adds to the fact that the show feels like it doesn't have any depth. Like, there's a big fight scene, like, halfway through episode one, and I didn't really care, which is bad. Because <laughs> I feel like if they just introduced this major character who's supposed to be a hero fighting a bad guy in front of everybody. Like, I'm watching the subtitles, too, so you can't really look away at that point. But, like, mm-hmm. if I'm checking Twitter in the middle of watching this, that's bad. Ooh. That's crazy, though, <laughs> that it's... It's similar enough to, like, the concept of My Hero Academia, but, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that you were looking at Twitter while watching it and, like, fell asleep is... Uh Uh-huh. Because the thing that I care about mostly for My Hero Academia is I want the deep lore of how everyone got their quirks and stuff, and that's what this focuses on, and yet it's not great. That's... Ooh. To be fair, I only got about two episodes in before I was like, is something wrong? Like, am I missing something? So I looked up reviews and they were like, yeah, no, this show sucks. <laughs> I don't understand why, but it's just bad. Ooh. Yeah. So instead, if you like action shows with flashy fight scenes and extravagant characters and this kind of like sudden hero kind of concept, might I suggest Tiger and Bunny? Also, with the caveat that I haven't watched much of it, but I think it handles the concept of su- sudden superpowers a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, like, as far as I remember, I might have to cut this if I'm wrong, but it's set in a world where people have superpowers but are also kind of celebrities, and some of them will have, like, brand deals. So you'll see, like, a guy in a suit, kind of like Iron Man, but he has, like, whatever their version of Adidas is, like, on his arm. <laughs> so it's, like, a cool show about, like, what would happen if superheroes really did exist and, like, they'd probably be influencers and stuff. Oh my god, that's like, um, <laughs> that's like what's-his-face Leon from the last Pokemon game. All, like, all of, how all of the Pokemon <laughs> champions have, like, all of the brand deals on their outfits. <laughs> you gotta make a lot of money somehow. That's a fun concept to play around with, though. Mm-hmm. And my other suggestion, even though I don't like it, is my Hero Academia. I, I'm not a fan. But I know it's a better show. That's true. At least I've seen all of season one and most of season and like halfway through season two. It's immediately that was my immediate comparison is like it's mm-hmm. the same sort of sudden sudden onset of superpowers or a 
supernatural event that changes the world. The difference is, is that My Hero Academia, that event happened far enough in the past that no one's really looking into it. Everyone's just adapted to it and society Mm. changed around it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a bad show. It's definitely like anime for normies. It's (laughs) it's mainstream enough that like, it's baby's first shonen at this point. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad show at all. It's just that I have watched too much anime to enjoy it because I've just seen other shows not take that exact concept, but like a lot of these shonen tropes and play with them in a more interesting way to me. I like it for the characters, not necessarily Mm -hmm. like the overarching story or anything. I think a lot of the characters have really interesting personalities and are done well. Mm Mm-hmm. Except for the fact that, like, I i mean, I have issues with a lot of how the teenage girl characters are done. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really weird that the author seems so horny for his own teenage girl characters. Mm-hmm. Let Momo put clothes on, please. She's, like, 15. <laughs> but, like, that's my major complaint. Let the teenage girls put clothes on, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> But otherwise, it's not a bad show to give. It's not more at fault for being a, a vaguely horny anime than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. there are literally characters in Naruto who were half as, like, skimpily dressed as Momo. So. Mm-hmm. It's funny because that show came out, like, 12 years ago and they're still doing this. But, you know. Uh, uh. <laughs> Listen, time is a flat circle. <laughs> so, my next hot take, is that a comic a kill is bad. <laughs> what is that one? <laughs> oh, you, you should look it up, because I feel like you probably will recognize it. But, um, quick summary. A comic a kill is about Tatsumi, a young villager who travels to the capital to raise money for his poor hometown. He's taken in by a noble family who turns out to want to torture and kill him. I don't know if they explain why they want to do this, but it's just what nobles do in this universe. A group of revolutionary assassins, known as Night Raid, attacks the noble family, and Tatsumi escapes and decides to join them, the assassins, to take down the Empire. I, D- I, does it look familiar? No. I think it was on Netflix at some point. Okay. No, I've never seen this. There's the cat girl. Oh, this is funny because, like, when Akabe Get Kill came out, it was like, people kept bringing it up and talking about it, which is why I looked into it. I've literally never seen it or heard of it. It's cool if you like generic character designs. Yeah. There are plenty of fight scenes. Yeah, none of these character designs are particularly interesting or, like, innovative. (laughs) They have long robes and swords, which is cool. Um, It's definitely the kind of, like, in my opinion... The kind of bland action show that you can maybe turn your brain off and have a good time watching. Yeah. Um, this isn't a diss. I've definitely put on stuff or like or deliberately looked for something or I'm like, I wanna use twenty percent brain power. Let's put on something I don't have to think about. I mean, yeah. Um the hmm the like actual clothes design is it looks like it's trying to be a vaguely, like, medieval setting, but, like, half the characters are in yeah. incredibly modern clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, one of those anime mashups where they'll have, like, very modern clothing and 
but like have castles and shit. Hmm. Of course, the half animal wolf cat girl is wearing a bikini. Uh huh. Hmm. Yeah, I was just about to get to that. How I had to turn it off because there's just so much fan service. I've started just turning off shows with lazy fan service, especially if I think I can find a show that can do it better without panty shots. There are multiple characters just straight up in bikinis. What? It, what? Yep. It's, mm-hmm. That's that's the show. That's the and show. every single girl has massive bedonkers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if uh-huh. they don't have massive titties, their clothes are like suction cupped latex to highlight their titties. Mm-hmm. This is boring and this is l- <laughs> fucking lazy ass, boring ass character design. Be gone, thought. Uh, how do you think I felt when every man would tell me, oh, have you heard of A Coming a Kill? It's really good. It's like my favorite show. <sighs> there is like a list of shows where someone tells me that they're into them. I run away. That's added to my list now because I have the same thing, and that's just adds that to that's, the that's list. That's at least that's at least a red flag. I'm at least gonna side eye you. <laughs> yeah. As a side note, eventually we're we're gonna have to do a fan service episode. Yeah. Especially to talk about the difference between like fan service aimed towards men versus aimed towards women. Mm-hmm. But I think in general, male oriented fan service feels especially degrading of female characters. Oh, absolutely. And I, I feel like I don't really see that with female-oriented fan service because I feel like when male characters are used for fan service, they still retain a certain level of agency. Mm-hmm. Whereas if a female character is used for fan service, it's like we're looking at under her skirt without her consent. Yeah. If it's like a shot with her boobs in it, it's like, the rest of her doesn't really matter as long as the boobs are in the shot. It's all about the t- titties. And listen, we're gay here. We appreciate a good titty. But I love a good titty. Love a good titty. But like, Jesus fucking Christ. Good <sighs> lord. Like, it makes me wonder if like, do do these people, do they, do they like women? No, they don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. They like the idea of women. They do not like actual women. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's misogyny, baby. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Jesus Christ, give me a palate cleanser. What can we what can we tell the people to watch instead of this? <laughs> oh, I wasn't I wasn't done. I was still shitting on a Kanga kill. Oh boy, lay it on me. <laughs> I just think it's very needlessly edgy and doesn't really seem to understand what it wants to be. Like, does it want to be an action show with comedic moments? Does it want to be a show about power and corruption and grassroots rebellion? Is it just straight fan service? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like, it relies very heavily on distracting the audience long enough that maybe you won't notice how empty the show actually is. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> on top of everything else. Yeah. So like, I watched it thinking, oh, this is a faintly interesting concept. Let's see how they handle it. And they handled it with titties. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> So instead, this might be a reach because they are significantly better than a Kamiga kill. But if you like action set in alternate universes, interesting character designs, quirky comedy, found family, go watch Hunter Hunter. Which, honestly, I'll hype up Hunter Hunter anytime. 
but it's just such a good fucking show. I got very drunk with some of my friends a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and one of our friends fell asleep. So it was just me and my buddy, very toasted, and we didn't know what to do. So I turned on his PS5 and put on Hunter Hunter, and we just sat there, like, <laughs> quietly watching it. Hell and it yeah. still holds up. It's a very good show. Hell yeah. And my other suggestion is Full Mel Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> Which is also, like, set in an alternate universe. Um, it has that organized military aspect that Akamega Kill kind of tries to do. And, like, it's just... I know there are people who say that it's overrated, but, like, there is a very good reason why when you go on my anime list, Annie list, Hummingbird, if it's still called that, Anime Planet... FMA is at the top of those lists every single time for it's good reason. so good. It is so good. It holds up. It's so good. Every opening song from both the 2003 and Brotherhood slaps. It's a banger. Every ending song from the 2003 and Brotherhood fucking bangers all across the board. Character design, so character personalities, story. Oh, Fullmetal Alchemist is so fucking good. It just is. And, like, it has female characters who have personalities and lives and oh my. plots that don't revolve around men. Or even the main characters. Yes. At all. What's her name? What's the Armstrong's sister? I love her. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, thank you, ma'am. I owe you my life. Like, just, it's so good. It's so good. There's, there's... The manga, there's the 2003 series, there's Brotherhood, there are light novels, there's OVAs. Like, there's so much Fullmetal Alchemist content that you can watch and read. Actually, I read the manga, I think, right after it ended. And, like, oh, like, getting to the end of that was just, like, I felt like I was taken on an emotional journey. I'm not the same person now as I was before I read that manga. I it was at my local library and I remember like mm-hmm. pulling out the volumes and um and checking them out and reading them. Oh my god, Fullmetal Alchemist. Mm-hmm. I still have like the replica pocket watch too. Like I never got rid of it. Mm. It's one of, it was one of like the first anime like merch props <laughs> that I bought. And I kept it cuz it's still like Fullmetal Alchemist is it's good. Def- it's good and it was definitely like formative as much as people dunk on the 2003 series at this point like it was formative Mm -hmm. so go watch it (laughs) if you haven't (laughs) it's really good um this is another side note but my friend dylan asked me for anime recommendations once and i told him to go watch um fma yeah and i remember we're watching the last arc in his dorm room and he turned to me at the end of one of the episodes and was like I want to hug you, but with a knife in my hand, so it stabs you at the same time. Uh, and I was like, fair. That's fair. Oh, also, <laughs> another point about both versions of Full Metal Alchemist is both the English dub and the, and the subs are solid. Like, it's one of the few anime that has a solid dub that is mm-hmm. not only tolerable, it's actively good to watch. Or a dub, mm-hmm. sorry. Like the sub the dub is actively good to watch, and that's a rare thing. <laughs> I mean you have to deal with Vic McNagna, but Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> you have to deal with him, but like 
unfortunately, like his role as Edward Elric is iconic in what and one of the things he he's most well known for. So like he gets a pass for that, but he's on beyond on thin fucking ice. He should be at the bottom of the ocean. So, for nostalgia's sake, Edward Elric gets a pass if you watch the dub, but that's about it. Uh, let's go with Carol and Tuesday. Never heard of it. <laughs> this is also on Netflix. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, summary. It's, so it follows this girl named Tuesday, who's barely scraping by, whose first love is music. She meets Carol a really wealthy girl trapped in a life she doesn't want. Uh, And the two of them meet by chance and start to make music together. And they decide that they want to like share that music. But so this is set in the future. Mm -hmm. It's set in a time when like pretty much all music is just AI. So nobody really cares about regular people making music because we already have AI to make perfect music. So like who gives a shit? So, oh, and it's set in Mars. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it might seem weird to be like, oh, by the way, but that's kind of how it is in the show. Like, it doesn't really come up, the fact that they're on... Like, it comes up, obviously, because, like, that's the setting. Yeah. But, like, you could easily set the show in, like, New York in the future, and it wouldn't make any difference. So I don't understand why the fuck it's set on Mars. Huh. Well, the first disappointment is Shinichiro Watanabe directs. And Watanabe has directed episodes of Cowboy Bebop, of mm-hmm. Samurai Champloo. Yeah. He was chief director for Space Dandy, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but at least it had character. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's like, I don't understand why Carol and Tuesday feels just as bland as the manufactured AI music. They're supposed to be special because they make their own music from the heart. But, like, all of their stuff just sounds like cute indie music. Like, it's nice, but it sounds like something you'd tune out at Starbucks or something. Yeah, it's not revolutionary or anything. Yeah. And I kept Hmm. waiting for the moment where I was like, oh, this slaps. But it was just kind of like, oh, they can really sing. Because, like, the they have voice actors and then they have, like, women who are, like, their singing voices. Yeah. So they're exceptional singers. They're so good. But, like, the music itself is so... That's nice. Like, that's it. Like, that's the music. Oh. <laughs> um, so the story is set as you watch them go from, like, having no money and scraping money together to make a shitty music video and, like, getting booed off stage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's implied that, like, this is them before they got hugely famous. So, like, it's cute, but it didn't really, like, emotionally affect me much at all, which I think it was supposed to. So I don't know if I'm just dead inside, because it seems like it has a really good rating whenever I checked. And there was one rating, one review I found that pretty much agreed with me that was like, yeah, the show's kind of meh, which is disappointing, and people shat on them. So, um, (laughs) me and whoever must, I don't know, brain broke, I guess, or something. But it just wasn't oh. doing it for me. Brain machine broke, man. <laughs> so instead, I suggest go watch Samurai Champloo. Same director, but great music, excellent mm-hmm. action, really compelling characters and stories, and c- completely different show. Set in yeah. like 
the 1800s on Earth. But, like, yeah. th- there's, like, certain quirks and stuff. Like, there's a zombie episode for some reason. It's it's very funny. It's very good. And it's kind of episodic with an overarching plot. The music is a blend of, like, hip-hop and classical Japanese sound. The opening and the ending theme fucking slap. It's good shit. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're looking for something by the same director, but that's... I think has more character, go watch Samurai Shampoo. Mm-hmm. If you're more interested in, like, music and melodrama, go watch Nana. You can't do it's... that to these kind people. You can't tell them to go watch <laughs> Nana. Come on. I was wondering if I should mention the fact that, like, the manga's been on hiatus for, like, 11 years. So the anime doesn't really, like, finish. But, like... It's so good. It's very good. It's very, it very, very good. But, like, there's no closure. There's no ending. It's been on hiatus for years. Yeah. So, like, it's a show about music. So, like, the the two main characters, both of their names are Nana. And they have a chance meeting on the train. And it turns out they're both leaving their hometowns to go to Tokyo. But one Nana is in a band. Or she wants to go to Tokyo to start a band and be in music. And the other Nana is just kind of, like, kind of a ditz. Kind of just, like, she she goes to Tokyo to meet her boyfriend because he has gone to college. And she's, like, a year younger, I think. But, like, I did not expect to be as emotionally impacted by a show like this. They cover everything from, like, relationships, depression, coming of age, abortion. They cover mm-hmm. very serious topics. And, like, I was surprised at a show from, like, like 2007 or something was covering stuff like this it can get very melodramatic at times and it suffers from bad heterosexual relationship advice yeah <laughs> like really really and truly <laughs> and like there's so many moments where i'm like this would be better if, if they were lesbians were gay. Yeah. yes mm-hmm. you can tell that it it was written when it was written because they mm-hmm. they aren't they don't <laughs> mm-hmm. when they should be yeah and the music is like this weird mix of like extremely 2000s pop rock like evanescence bring me to life Ooh, 2000s rock <laughs> such a banger though <laughs> no i'm not saying it's bad it's just like very of that time it's very dated <laughs> mm-hmm. so wait oh no okay i haven't done angel beats oh no <laughs> have, you, have you seen angel beats no, but it sounds familiar. Oh, it should be, because anyone who was alive in, like, 2008 had watched Angel Beats, except for me, I guess. Oh, yeah, it's- like, I haven't seen it, but it's familiar. It's kind of like the G-note from Welcome to the Black Parade. You play, like, the first two notes of that opening theme. People who've watched that show, their heads will whip around, because it's very from It's very recognizable. Hold on. I'm gonna listen to it. I need to know. <laughs> Okay, it's familiar. I still have, like, I've never seen it, but, like, it's familiar. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I just, I pretty much just stole this summary from, like, Crunchyroll or something. But, um, it's about a boy who only remembers his last name, Otonashi, who wakes up next to a girl named Yuri, who offers him a gun and tells him to shoot an angel. And the story cool. follows a group of <laughs> other kids who are also in this weird limbo between lives, fighting to avoid being reincarnated because if they are then they just become entirely other people and it's set in a high school because of course (laughs) so like the idea is super cool 
I'll have a story about confronting death and trying to find a meaning in life. You know, really easy stuff to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, my issue is that it seemed to struggle to find a balance between being a comedy and also balancing, like, the seriousness of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of that is because it's kind of one of those, like, high school anime. To be fair, I've only seen, like, two or three episodes before I had to turn it off. But... It felt like it didn't quite get there emotionally, where I feel like it could have. Mm-hmm. And I can't really diss high school anime either, because there's I've definitely watched stuff that's set in high school that's a lot more serious. There's so much high school anime that's, like, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I felt like I just couldn't get into it because there might be a moment where I'm getting really into something emotionally, and then some, like, slapstick bit of comedy happens which takes me out of the oh, moment and i just don't like no. that it's a very no, like th- hmm. 2000s anime thing you know the like yeah. anime humor. oh that's unfortunate pacing yeah. and like tone is a thing <laughs> i think it's the kind of show that's fun if you're new to anime because mm. by the time i was watching it i can't remember what age i was but i was definitely past that window of like I have not seen anything like this, or I don't really have taste yet, so this is good. Yeah, at that point, we're already watching, like, Buckwild shit. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, there's definitely stuff that I watched when I was 13 or 14 that I would not recommend, would not watch now, would not tell anybody else to even look at uh, Vampire yeah. Night. Um, oh, God, I saw that it was on Netflix, and I'm like, do I dare? Do I dare rewatch this shit? And I clicked on the first episode just to hear the opening, and oh my god, the fucking nostalgia. I was just like, oh! (laughs) Those openings are so good, though. The openings are so good! It's so unfortunate. And the ending theme's really good. Uh Uh-huh. They're probably still on my old iPod. Oh, like, I'm, like, so I have all of my music in, I had it in Google Play Music, and then they shut it down and merged it into YouTube Music. mm -hmm. So... Um, a couple months ago, I was like, I don't know what I have in here. So I went and just shuffled everything that was in there. And I got smacked in the face with, like, obviously a ton of MCR. Ooh. But I got, like, Bleach openings, the Vampire Night opening, like, <laughs> random anime music, random anime OSTs, songs from the Twilight soundtrack. Like, oh my. It was- so it's a, just a fucking time capsule. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I haven't if really I, added to it, so... If I if I plugged in my old I, uh, iPod that I had throughout, like, middle school and high school, it would be the same fucking thing. It would be a time <laughs> capsule of shame. Oh my god. Listen, that's not still good, though, so... Yeah, I mean, so much of that still slaps completely divorced of the source material. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, also on my list of stuff that I wouldn't really recommend, but I love, is... Tokyo Mew Mew, which I watched a bit of an episode the other day, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this, this show is... <laughs> it's really... It's, it sure is a show. It sure is a show for <laughs> for an age group that we are no longer a part of. It haven't been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, Sailor Moon did it better. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 13-year-old me is really mad right now, and she doesn't know why. I think she was mad all the time, though. Um, I mean, who wasn't? Whomst among us <laughs> at 13 was not mad all the time? <laughs> About something. Yeah, and the other thing on my list was Bleach. I'm sorry, Bleach, I love you. It's just... Like, I, I posted... I did one of those tier list things 
I saw bleach. I saw I saw like the hundreds of comments and I was like, I'm not I'm not touching that. I'm just gonna let Suzanne lay in the hole they dug. <laughs> to be fair, I did title the image with okay, let's bite. So <laughs> Um but I put bleach in like C tier or something. And it's one of my favorite shows ever. But like I was trying to be realistic. And yeah. one of my friends was like, I'm going to fight you. And I'm like, okay, fair. But have you considered all of the filler arcs? And also the fact that it took like a hundred years for them to get through. Like, it got like the Dragon Ball Z treatment at some point where like a fight that was really like a minute would last 10 episodes. Yeah. And like the first arc where they go to Soul Society is really cool. But then they go to like the Hollow World and it's basically a rehash of what they just did. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the character designs are really cool because Kubo is amazing at drawing really interesting characters to look at. But it's the same thing again for, like, a hundred episodes. So, Oh, no. Yeah, I, I never... I never got into Bleach, but I remember the character designs being cool. <laughs> and that's all mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, either watch Bleach, Naruto, or One Piece. Yeah, I was the Naru. I'm the Naruto kid <laughs> in this in this relationship. <laughs> um. Oh no! Did we give any examples of what to watch instead of Angel Beats? I'm getting to that. Okay. So, this is again kind of a reach, but I suggest Death Parade, which is about judging people's souls in the afterlife and what makes a good person good enough to go to heaven or bad enough to go to hell. Hmm. It has far more interesting character and set designs and music, but it's also several steps up in maturity and requires a lot Mm. more dedication to the story, I think. So, like, it's not an exact match. It has the same kind of afterlife aspect. Yeah. But it's not the kind of happy-go-lucky high school story. Like, it's a lot more serious. Like, it has comedic moments, but it's a lot more... I think it takes itself a lot more seriously, but not not in a bad way. I really love Death Parade. Mm-hmm. And I think more people should watch it. But if you're looking for something that isn't a serious, go watch Angel Beats. But if you're looking for something that I think asks a lot of interesting questions, go watch Death Parade. Yeah. And if you want high school comedy with just the comedy, go watch Oran High School Host Club. <laughs> oh, Oran. Or on my beloved. I just saw a fan art on Tumblr of uh-huh. um, Haruhi and um, Tamaki. Oh! Being real cute together. Oh! And it's like, it's like a series of pictures and it's like Haruhi and Tamaki's arms being really cute and vulnerable for like for once. Um, and then like another picture of them on a date and Tamaki's wearing this like gorgeous backless dress and Haruhi's wearing a suit. And it look amazing, oh! and I love it. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> good shit. Oh man, yeah. Orange High School Host Club is really good. It's very light. They do touch on a couple of like, there are a couple of like serious topics that are lightly touched on, but it's overall it's very light and airy and fun, and it's reverse harem anime because everyone's just like, is Haruhi gonna get with one of the other boys when she's clearly set up to <laughs> end up with uh, Tamaki at the end. But it's really good. It's really fun. There's like the we mm, the twins sure are <laughs> they're aware of the incest trope and play it up, which is an interesting character choice. Uh-huh. I will say. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like, it's in character. They're aware of it and use it to play up their part at, like, the host club that they run in, in the school. Because it's Orin High School host club. So it's definitely a little different than, like, other forms of incest trope in anime. But mm-hmm. we'll get into that whenever we do the incest trope episode, specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a friend who was very into, um... Because it's definitely the kind of show where you can, like, kind of have a favorite character. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, that's your boy. Yeah. And I don't think I really had that, but my friend was super into the twins. And I never really understood it. And I rewatched the show recently, and I still don't get it. But also... I was very into Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter at one point, so I guess I was down to clown at one point, so I can't really judge. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> People, everyone kept roasting me about it after I watched Hunter x Hunter. I told my friend Becky offhand, like, kind of into Hisoka, and she has never let me live it down for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> That's what friends are for. <laughs> it's true, but like, I'm sorry I was into the clown man. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I wasn't the only one who was into the clown, okay? Okay. So. The moment you've all been waiting for. Oh, boy. This is where I talk about X-Arm. Because oh, how could I not talk about X-Arm? I have not known fucking peace a day <laughs> in my life since you have introduced me to fucking X-Arm. Snakes have manifested in my home. I cannot get a day of rest. I hate it with every fiber of my goddamn being. So, why did I write a summary of this wrong? (laughs) Okay, so, for people who don't know and who haven't watched the show, and please don't. Seriously. (laughs) uh, XR is about Akira Natsume, a kid who hates machines and technology. And he gets hit by a truck in 2014 and wakes up 16 years later in 2030 as a brain in a machine in the custody of the Japanese police. So you're giving me a look like, uh-huh. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I think the fire alarm in here is beeping, so you might have to cut out a bunch of, uh, like, a couple of, like, low-pitched beeps. Okay. I just, I saw it spike on the thing. But yeah, I did not, I, listen. I didn't know anything about the actual story of this, so this is mm-hmm. news to me. Mm-hmm. So this brain machine is called an X-Arm, and it's part of a series of weapons discovered a few years prior. I think they're from aliens? Like, it's me- mentioned very briefly a few times, but, like, it they don't really follow up on that. They just kind of briefly mention, like, oh, yeah, remember how we got the X-Arms from uh, aliens? Anyway, like, okay. And... Akira is the only one, is only one X-Arm of many that are scattered around the world in the hands of people who want to use them for nefarious ends. Except for the the Japanese police force, I guess. <laughs> you can always trust the cops. No, you can't. Uh. Um. <sighs> so, like, I was younger and more innocent then when I looked at the season charts for 2021. And went through to pick through to pick what I'd watch for that season, and I saw X Arm, and the art looked okay enough, and didn't obviously look like a titty anime. So I was like, "Let's check it out." Oh no! <laughs> and like, 
why did nobody warn me? Because apparently the trailer dropped like weeks prior and people had already written it off. So like, why why did nobody tell me? Like XCOM is very has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm even gonna get to all of them, but one of them is that the super weapon concept has been done to death. But for some reason, I thought it'd be like some mindless action show that I could turn on every week and just you know have a good time. Surprise! And then I saw the animation. Ooh, I hate it. it- <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad. They move around like weird ragdolls. What was I going to say? Yeah, the show makes some truly bizarre directional choices. Like, I've talked about how they choose to frame very important scenes in prior episodes. But, like, the director doesn't seem to understand how animation works or how to tell a story with it. Oh, God. I didn't like any of the characters. Not because there's nothing to like. The only character that's even faintly interesting is Minami, who I think is the only one who has a backstory aside from Akira. Mm-hmm. She has a, like a whole arc where she's tragically reunited with her brother, who is also now a brain in like a cyborg body, and he's evil now. But every character is so underdeveloped that it's really hard to feel anything for them. Mm-hmm. And for some reason... Minami, who's one of the cops, and Alma, who is like an AI cyborg machine thingy. For some reason, Alma and Minami are used for fan service as like, oh, it's hot because they're doing lesbian stuff together, but they're not. No. So Akira is like in this brain machine and Alma is a robot. So because Akira doesn't have a body, he can connect to Alma and use her, which already sounds not great. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> and the way she like starts that connection up is that she needs like human DNA or something. And the way she gets oh, that is that no! she kisses Minami. Which, no! Like, why? I don't like that. Uh, why? That's weird and also gross. And I thought you were going to say semen instead of oh, God. kissing. But... <laughs> Ugh. Oh like no! He's that, he's just Suzanne. a brain. He ain't got no dick. But don't worry, she's gonna be gay for pay, I guess. I don't like that. Those no, that was the wrong term. It's more like we want an excuse to put girls kissing because that's hot. But don't worry, they're not gay because Alma and Minami both have hard ons for Akira, who has the personality uh-huh, no of ho- like no a homo, damp paper no towel. Homo. No homo though. <laughs> oh my god! Uh... It's not gay if girls do it god i'm so tired um uh, but so the show ends because i don't give a shit about spoilers i think i sh- spoiled the show already but yeah the show ends with akira sacrificing himself to take down the final boss Good. but like since he has a character description that could fit on half a post-it it doesn't really have much emotional impact like <sighs> like half a time you could just, he's just a very generic action shonen trope that, like, all the women are, like, super hot for, but it doesn't make any sense. He's not a bad guy or anything. He's just kind of there. But he's supposed to yeah. be this kind of, like, special chosen one, I guess, by virtue of being the main character. Uh. But he's so boring. So I've looked into, like, this show is bad. 
everyone hates this. I don't think there's anyone uh-huh. who likes this. And the original manga wasn't this bad. So, like, how, why did this get made? Yeah, what the fuck happened? There are several horrible mistakes that they made. One was that the X-Arm Production Committee went with a live-action director, Yoshikatsu Kimura, who went ahead and decided not to work with any established anime team, but oh, he just worked with his usual live-action staff. They used mocap for action scenes, and spent months before the anime aired hyping up how realistic it was going to look. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. And usually what happens is that if you do decide to make 3D models, if you use mocap, you have to then go and have animators kind of smooth over that animation and make it more... It's going to look uncanny otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just do a straight translation from mocap to your anime because it just looks really janky That's, and weird and is not fun to look at. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. <laughs> it's not. So... Kimura has done 3D animation for Production IG, who've done Haikyuu, Psychopaths, Ghost in the Shell. What the fuck? <laughs> so he seemed like a good guy to go to if you want to produce entirely 3D anime, I guess. But, uh, yeah. <sighs> when you use mocap animation, it's gonna look weird and you need to clean it up. And it looks like they didn't do that. And then mm-hmm. also, a lot of the camera angles and cuts make sense for a live action film but not for animation. And animation, the camera needs to move a lot more. Like, you can't just stick the camera there because you're just looking at, like, dead space. Like, if you're just looking at two characters talking for, like, 30 seconds, it's too long. You gotta keep the camera moving. It's not like live action. And you can definitely see that he, like, doesn't seem to understand the difference between directing for live action and animation. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's great that they tried something experimental. And... (laughs) looking at me like okay Suzanne because that's because it sounds like you're trying to be <laughs> the ni- you're trying to find one single nice thing to say about it and that's what you could come up with and I don't <laughs> think I'm wrong saying that am I wrong are you gonna they look tried- at me and tell me I'm wrong <laughs> anime is hard to make and they tried their best <laughs> uh huh <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe someday someone will make an entirely 3D anime that doesn't look kind of garbage. I have a faint hope. Yeah, they I'm made not, it. It's like... called Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're good with that experiment. Let's never do it again. So instead, this is an anime. I'm not suggesting a Western show or anything, but when I was looking up why does X-Arm suck so bad... I found this, like, indie animator on YouTube on a channel called Brown Table. And this guy just decided, what the heck? I worked on this indie animation project. I could probably do better than X-Arm. So he makes it very clear that anime is incredibly hard to make. And he walks through a little bit of, like, you have to do character design, storyboarding, animation, coloring, lighting, voice acting, music, editing way before you ever render and export it. Mm-hmm. So he does all of this stuff and he picks, because he doesn't have a whole lot of time, it's just him doing it. He just picks one scene to reanimate and it's so much better. It's just so much better. Like just a guy and like some 
I guess some friends he asked to like, what? Because he does like an English dub, I guess. Yeah, just doing it in their spare time. Yeah, and it's way better than whatever thousands, millions of dollars they used to make whatever garbage Exarm was. Good lord. It wouldn't be that hard to make a better version of Exarm, but like, he recreated the scene with much better attention, with a really great use of like, close-ups and different camera angles. Mm -hmm. In the original scene, it's just Minami and Alma sitting together, having this pretty important conversation, but it's just them sitting against a blank blank wall having this conversation and the camera doesn't really move and neither do their faces much and it's just very boring to look at this reanimation isn't extremely pretty or beautiful to look at or whatever but it's like it's way better because it understands what makes an animated scene compelling and like how you create tension in a scene with like different cuts and like it's just better so I, yeah. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes so you can see and see the potential. That could have been. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's XRM. I do wonder if it's going to get a second season. Nobody wants it, but... um, No one wants it. I kind of feel bad for the guy who drew the manga because it's a pretty, like, okay manga and probably has some, like, very... I could definitely have fans enough to get an anime, but, like... Yeah. It didn't deserve this. No, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a link to put in the show notes too for like mocap animation done well. Mm-hmm. Because seasons like as much as I've been joking about Star Wars the Clone Wars, there's a scene <laughs> in season seven, minor spoilers, but there's a fight with Darth Maul, who was in the prequels and he's the red guy who gets cut in half. They, he comes back in the show because he's a needed plot device and God won't let him die. <laughs> but for the fight scene in season seven, after like the long break because Clone Wars was canceled during season six, they had a bunch of unfinished episodes that were partially animated, 90% recorded. And they took mm-hmm. some of those and turned them into a seventh, seventh season once uh, Lucas film got bought by the mouse. <laughs> but for this fight scene, they have Darth Maul's actor from the prequel trilogy come back and do mocap for him. So you have the incredible distinctive movements that he did in the live action show, now in the animated show. And mm. it's just, it's so good. It's so well done. And it's it's one of my favorite pieces of like mocap animation like ever. It's so mm-hmm. good, and he got to play Darth Maul again, which is great because he doesn't like Ray Ray Park doesn't get a whole lot of recognition mm-hmm. for playing Darth Maul because I, like people like Darth Maul, but like they don't really talk about the guy who who played him because he had I think three lines in the entire fucking movie. Oh wow! But the fact that he gets to play this character again is also really cool. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll link that to you to put in the show notes too because it's it just it's good if you like Star Wars. It's also a really good example of just good mocap animation. So yeah, it is possible they just did it wrong for X Arm. Uh huh. They did it bad, like really bad. Real bad. Like there was a point where I just had to watch it at like 
two times the speed just to get through it. Like, honestly, I should have just dropped it. I don't know why I watched the whole thing. I think I just like to suffer. Well, you and everyone else who hate watched it. <laughs> so, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And at the very end, I just have a list of stuff that I dropped because, because fan service. Cool. Lay it on me. It's not a very long list because I think I just stopped because I was just like, Ugh. but punchline, which is, I think it's about a guy who gets nosebleeds every time he sees panties and then when he gets nosebleeds, the world ends or something or blows up. It's stupid. Which is unfortunate because the animation is really good and like the character designs and it looked really cool. The concept was shitty. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Another show that had a cool concept is called Plunder. And it's set in this kind of like medieval fantasy world where everybody has a number tattooed on them in like different parts of their body and it like signifies something. I forget. Um, Because I lost track after, you know, when you're watching something and you just know it's going to be a titty anime. Uh huh. I think I realized it when the main character who's like, I can't remember what her age is, but she acts very young and innocent. And her number is like in her inner thigh or something. Oh, no. Yeah. And then she talks to another character who has the number like on her boob. And it's like, okay, is this really necessary? I I know it's bad. I hate everything. (laughs) Men are no longer allowed to make anything. Ever. (laughs) I know it was bad because when I went looking for reviews to see if other people had also had issues with it, anyone who pointed out that the show was sexist got shit on. So. Uh. And then my other one is Darling in the Franks. I'm so sorry. This one, that's familiar. Oh, Yeah, it came out very recently. I watched it, or tried to, and turned it off halfway through the first episode because a girl shows up naked and I didn't want to sit around and watch it get more fan servicey. So, stop being lazy. Like you can be horny, but like, can you do it respectfully? Also, perhaps don't be horny for the child characters or the teenagers. Maybe, maybe, uh... maybe stop showing um, the panties of underage characters. Maybe is a suggestion. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. The thing is that I think it's one thing if it was like, no, never mind. I was going to say, like, if the audience is mostly teenagers, but like, it shouldn't be okay to violate the consent of, I know, fictional characters, but it shouldn't be okay. And also, most of the people who are buying your merch are adults, so. Adult men. Yeah. Like, Yeah. yeah, teenagers watch anime. Kids of all ages watch anime because it's not just an adult medium in Japan. Like, there's animated TV shows for kids. Mm-hmm. However, most of the people buying merch and, like, horny titty statues and, like, <laughs> body pillows and shit are adults. And these are characters that are depicted visually and given personality traits of kids or teenagers despite being 200 years old or whatever that's not that doesn't fucking matter that doesn't fucking matter that means nothing that's a that's a 10 year old shut up go to horny jail and possibly (laughs) real jail be gone 
It's so weird because I don't think I'm trying to think of like a Western example of like a teenage character being done up all sexy for the audience. And I can't not in animation. You get it in live action, especially early to mid 2000s stuff, Hmm. depending on like if it's like a a young adult, you know, shitty comedy or whatever (laughs) Mm -hmm. coming of age comedy. But, like, that's not something you get in animation over here, and that's partially because animation in the first place is already seen as more geared towards children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's changing, obviously. Yeah, you don't want to show Castlevania to the children. Yeah, but it's already, <laughs> like, geared towards a younger audience, so yeah. they have no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. And even if it's an adult animation... The characters are usually adults, or if they're teenagers, aren't really used for sexual situations or fan service. Yep. As far as I can remember, or am aware of. Like, we could definitely be wrong, but, like, it's that's still, it's still weird. The majority of it is not like that, yeah. in comparison. I feel like I just aged a thousand years just thinking about those. It just... God, how does something we both love it just it's so tired makes us so tired? Good like, why lord, is it, why is it so hard to be normal? Be fucking normal! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Stop Christ! Stop being horny for children. Stop it! <laughs> I will come to your house. I will manifest as your personal sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> I just remembered that I should have put. Kill a kill on this list, but I don't want to get. That's a whole episode on its own. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to get into a fist fight at the market basket, so not doing that today. No, that's a that's a whole episode. That's a whole standalone episode because kill a kill is a lot. Mm Hmm. (sighs) Okay, so that was just me complaining about stuff I don't like for an hour. (laughs) Listen, valid. What else are we gonna do on this? this is our podcast we can talk about whatever we want you get to complain i get to talk about death note for four hours it's fine (laughs) okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna do credits Um, credits time almost done with my drink yeah i I finished mine (laughs) (laughs) you can find us on twitter at two eaves in a trench on instagram at two eaves in a trench coat you can email us at leavesinatrenchcoat at gmail.com. Our music is Our Way by Whitney, and the music you're listening to right now is What's the Angle by Shane Ivers. And I'm Madison. And I'm Suzanne. And if you don't stop, you're going to get bonked. Go to Hunter Jail. <laughs>